I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm waiting for this. It's a show that brings you all good things for both. A pot of two halves. With the three wise men of football. Tom Woods. Michael Carden Edwards. And the bitter toffee himself, Lee Collard. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pod of Two Halves, the footballing podcast that brings you all good things football related and as ever brought to you through the partners at the Sports Social Podcast Network. More apologies to Jew from the Pod of Two Halves headquarters. It's just as long as we made our long awaited turn, and I've, I've not got my words out at all there but you, you get the gist, <laughs> we made our long awaited return a couple of weeks ago after a five week hiatus and then last week we, were, we, we weren't about but it was for a good reason wasn't there? And that's because me and Woods, we escorted our, our young Mikey to Barcelona for his stag. And on this note, this is where I go over to the boys to see how they're feeling. Have they recovered yet? I should give an FYI, though. Mikey has got a whining dog in the background, so <laughs> we might not hear from him too much. I know all about that whining dog because I was there in Madrid having to suffer through the pain <laughs> of it. But Mr. Uh, Woods, how are you feeling? Have you recovered? I, I mean, I, I've I've recovered, but um, I would say that I've not got over the disappointment of having to come back to the real world. Uh, last weekend was a great weekend, wasn't it? Right, uh, we all had a great time. This time last week, as as, as we were talking pre-show, uh, we just landed in Madrid to surprise our best friend by arriving at his doorstep. Climbing up those stairs, walking in through the front door and just kind of seeing him just chilling out in his front room, playing some football manager, watching Manchester United. Can I ask was, you something, Woods? Can I ask you that? something? Was you a little bit underwhelmed by his, like when, when we did arrive? He I did? was expecting he... like, you know, like a, oh my God, oh my God, what the hell are you guys doing here? Oh my God, this is like the best. I I, I, I did kind of like, because Lauren goes, oh, did you, did you film his reaction? I'm like, no. And I think kind of had I, you would have been like... <laughs> <laughs> I reckon Lauren would have gone. He knew you were coming. Basically, that's what he, he, she would have thought. Um, but it was it, it was fine. 
Um, and, and it was a... It a, was a fine. Thanks, guys. I'm not as excited <laughs> enough for you. All right. Jesus. It was genuinely, I think your dog, was, your dog was, was more excited. It was just shock, to be honest with you. It was not like... I wasn't... Fair enough. It didn't, it didn't click through my brain at all. Like, that was... This dog is killing me. Um, I was going to put myself on mute again now. Bye. <laughs> so, uh, as, as you can probably hear in the background, dog's awfully unhappy because there are other people over at Mikey's apartment my, at the moment. My fiancé's mum has, has, has come to stay. And, uh, yeah... Yeah. So th- this is very reminiscent of uh, this time last week, actually, when uh, both Lee and Mikey got about two hours sleep before uh, the stag commenced on Friday morning, whilst I got a luxurious eight hours, I think. The, re- the reason for this is because Lee, uh, Lee didn't want to share a bed with Woods in the spare room. And so Lee slept on the sofa and that was just, as soon as that happened, it was like, he'll be comfortable, but Wilson will never want to leave him alone because he knows he's there and it's not behind another closed door. As a result, Wilson was up half one, why, why, half why two, didn't, why, half why didn't you then? Why didn't you just tell me to go into Woods' room for a little while? I did at one point and, and it- you was like, no. I don't recall this. Uh, I did not I, remember I this at all. Because I, I, at five I o'clock it, in the morning, I, mate, I would have done anything, mate. <laughs> I said it with longing, you see. Um, yeah. But uh, that was good. I, we played some football, right? Mm. I mean, we, we played some, well, some football did happen. Um, I think we should, you know, obviously, I, our long-time listeners will remember, Jackson's been on this pod before, hasn't he? Uh, he's definitely, yeah. he's definitely been on this. He has uh, been on this Because, of course, he, he, he did the famous uh, draft where he drafted uh, James Madison and Harry Maguire. Um, <laughs> building up to the football, uh, the three of us were together because we arrived together um, in, in Barcelona whilst the others flew, flew in from the United Kingdom on that morning. Um, and, and Lee was given the talk because famously or infamously uh way back what 15 16 years ago uh jack jackson built up a story as to how he pocketed mr collard in a probably the biggest showdown of our footballing careers <laughs> uh, pocketed him kept him so quiet that it was only just one goal and one assist on the day right yeah there, he's, he's nodding just, just, uh <laughs> the clincher anyway. the one that won the match <laughs> It's all forgotten, mate. No one, no one knows. No one ever remembers. No, me. no, because obviously, like um, usually, usually to the the victor, uh, the victor will tell the the, uh, the history belongs to the the victor, right, or something along those lines, right, right. They get to tell the story, but Jackson basically mugged you off, mate, and he basically completely twisted what happened. However, I digress. Um, building up to the Zorb football, um, there was a lot of chatter from Mister Collard as to how he was going to uh, take his sweet vengeance. Um, all, all morning, all, all morning, uh, when we uh, kind of were going to Barcelona on the train, it's like, I'm going to smash this guy from the very off. And he's, and he's even considering, I'm going to go low. I'm going to go low on him. I'm going to get him, right? My revenge Considering the Zorb football, to go low would be going low, low. Um, well, that's the thing I quickly realised that in the Zorb football, that, that's impossible. Uh, was that before or after he basically uh, blindsided you? Done a number on me. Yeah, so uh, all of this talk and within moments, uh, Jackson had already flattened Collard. Um, out of nowhere however, as well. uh, Completely out of nowhere. However, I did Behind crack him back. back. Mate. I, I absolutely back. smashed him um, at the kickoff for, for the second half. Um, as, a, as revenge for yourself, 
Uh, I should say that we were on the same team uh, at this moment. Um, so we played this all football. That was really good fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't know how you guys found it. Like, it was so much better than what I thought it was going to be. Uh, same. I thought it was a lot more fun than I thought it would be. Um, the, the funniest thing for me is when you get smashed and you just see your own legs flailing in the air. That that <laughs> was a re- that, that just amused me every time. Um, I very much enjoyed I deposited moles into the goal with a plomb. I really <laughs> yes, enjoyed you did, that did, one. You did, you <laughs> did. <laughs> and there's one as well where I was, I was in, in the corner, like wedged in the corner. And I saw Rob, because I'd, I'd run past him to go get the ball. And I'd knocked him quite hard as I'd ran past him. And I, I remember saying like, oh, sorry, mate. And then I was in the corner. And he, he just kind of, he waddled around. And I was, he just, I was, he, we had that moment where you look at each other and he puts up a full head of steam and he goes smashing into me. But the problem is I'm already against the side. I ain't going nowhere. So Rob <laughs> just basically careens off me and goes flying. And uh, yeah, so it's like, it's like, ah, this is amusing. I need, I can I be, need you to clip that up. You I need to find that proud. clip. But, um, He'd be proud yeah, of, the thing of, is of it those made it physics. a racket as well. It made a racket in the Zorb. I was like, bloody hell, that felt like a big hit. And then I, I saw him after we like took him off. He was like, oh, mate, that murdered me. I was like, good. Um, no, the Zorb football was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. It was, uh, yeah. Very, yeah, I definitely recommend it for, for, for mm. people that haven't had an opportunity to do it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Not much football gets played, but that's part of the charm. Kicking anyway, the ball is absolutely impossible. Yeah. And very, very quickly, I would recommend building up some core strength because trying to when you when you do go flying, you end up on on the floor trying to lift those balls up with just your with your upper body, mate. And I've, for an extra medium like yourself, it's fine. But for me, <laughs> I, I pulled all the muscles that you can possibly pull. Lee pulled an ab. Um, <laughs> in, in, bearing in mind, he's the, the professional athlete out of the, the group uh, with his no, no, marathon no, success of last year. Um, however, we did get an opportunity to play some actual regular football as well. How'd that go, Lee? Um, yeah, it went all right, mate. Yeah. 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 yeah, nothing, nothing amusing happened. Not that nothing immortalised no. forever because there was cameras filming this. No, not that I recall. No, I think um, I remember Yakobo, Michael's brother-in-law to be, put Rob on his ass. That was a memorable moment for myself. Yeah, that's that's all I remember really from the game. Yeah, I mean, um, there was a moment, wasn't there? Was there? Well, was there might have been a moment where where. Small moment. where a small moment where where Jackson added to his legacy of the Jackson versus Collard rivalry uh, with a wonderful nutmeg. The best thing about this, the best thing about this, mate, is, is your reaction. Your reaction surprised because the second it happens, you're like, I can't believe this is happening. Okay, it's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted the. I wanted to like you know. Was it the, the, the ground, the ground to swallow to you up? Swallow right? me up. Yeah. I knew as soon as that happened. I was like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> that this, moment this we go. I hope no one saw that, apart from the three cameras that were filming it. <laughs> uh, and it's all been clipped up. It's all available. Uh, it's already well, out put, on you, Twitter you, already. Put, so. I say you put it out on the Pod of Two Hours Twitter account. I have. You? I have. It was a wonderful moment. <laughs> Did um, you? Which, yeah. <laughs> which added added to. Uh, the the fun that we're having during the stag and, and this, this this I mean the listeners do not care but this this Jackson versus Collard rivalry is one made in very good spirits for what it's worth um, and it had a wonderful 
closing moment uh, where um, after uh, a day of playing football, karaoke, several drinks, uh, karting, um, and finally we get to the axe throwing. And uh, Jackson's given the big licks at this moment because Lee, Lee's, Lee, Lee, for what it's worth, first axe thrown into the board. Subsequently, no axes into the board for about an hour. Uh, <laughs> but it comes down to this last moment, the Jackson versus Collard rivalry, one for the ages. And um, Well, it's meant to be me. And behold, and I, ta- I tagged Jackson in. Oh, you, yeah, of course it was. Yeah, so so it, it, this was the literally the last throw, wasn't it? Um, the last and, throw and of the axe. Jackson's trying the mind games at this moment. He's he, he's he's trying to get in Lee's head at this. He moment. succeeded all weekend, by the way. And bear in mind, he he's he, already had two shootouts against Lee in the axes already that game, and uh, where he won, right? He won both of them. And Jackson's got to the point now where he's selling. When when he gets an axe in, he's blowing on the axe. He's giving all kinds of taunts. Playing the little guitar, you know, the little <laughs> axe guitar. Yeah. Then what happens, Lee? Well, I knew I needed to step up. I needed some form of redemption. And to be fair, he coaxed me into it. So he started giving it the big and dinny. He was like, you know, go on and you go first, mate. You, you take it away. And it, it got into my head again. I'm not going to lie. He, straight away, I was like, you're really pushing your luck here, boy. <laughs> and, um, and as I was making eye contact with him, well, I thought, fuck it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my eyes fixed on him. And I'm going to throw this axe at the board without looking at the board. Just looking at Jackson, staring him down. And I nailed the board, mate. I fucking nailed it. It's incredible. And also that is immortalised in video. It's available, <laughs> although begrudgingly by Rob in the end. I See, um, Lee, we, I think we were in the taxi at the time. We might have been together at that point. Um, in fact, no, we were on the train back from uh, Gatwick at that time. And you said that Rob had the video and you knew that if you'd asked for it, that video ain't coming back. So that's why I was kind of like... Um, has anyone by any chance got a video of the No Look X throw? And I kind of feel maybe Rob had seen through the fact that I was definitely sitting next to you asking on your behalf to see it. But it has been shared and it is everything that we want it to be. Um, definitely one of the highlights of the weekend, right? Lee Collard is mm. the Ronaldinho of axe throwing. The thing is... Well, <laughs> it's so good. We, 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 t- we, we had some karting, didn't we? And I, I nailed him. in the. If we were videoing the karting... I, I absolutely clattered him. It was it was it was a thing of beauty. He took a slightly wide line. I saw the gap. You know what I'm like, uh, boy. As you discovered, was from my yeah. from, from the weekend. I'm a I'm the Max Verstappen of, of driving. I'm a I'm a tad aggressive, you might say. And I saw a moment, and I completely cleaned him out. Put him in a little spin. Went around the little hairpin. Gave him the gave him the fucking fingers and the wanker <laughs> sign, and and drove away, loving life. But no, that wasn't captured on video, was it? Well. No, um, I mean, Flinty did his best to capture some video of us in carts. It's disappointing that he didn't capture that moment. I should say, at this moment, I was leading the race and I could see what was bubbling behind me uh, with with Robin and Lee squabbling over second place. It was just inevitable. Lapping Jackson, by the way. Yeah, lapping him. Put a lap on him. Yeah. Yeah. Jackson, he was dead last in in the carts, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Dead, dead last. But... um, I mean, it was a hell of a weekend, and I wish that was still there. Barcelona as a city, I'd say, smells a lot. Not particularly great. Um, but, I mean, I can't say that we spent much time me, doing the culture. Doesn't put, doesn't put me off having a pizza off the floor, though, does it? No, no. 
Not not at two in the morning. Uh, after a heavy day session, uh, if if pizza finds the floor, it's still good. It's still good. It is indeed. Um, should, should we should we move things along? Should we talk a bit about some football now? Because I feel like the Probably. listeners are like we we love to hear more about you know Jackson's nutmeg. And let's put it let's put it right. The nutmeg is in inverted quotes. It went through my legs. It, he didn't achieve anything on the other side. He he didn't even get it to another player. I got it to Hemming, right? No, no, went straight went straight past Hemming, mate. <laughs> straight past him. Speaking of Hemming, after Jackson creamed me, I decided to take out on Hemming for some reason, and I completely creamed him. And I. Hemming, if you're listening, I apologise right now, mate. I don't know why I targeted you after Jackson cleaned me out. I should have, I should have just gone after Jackson. There we go. Um, there we go. I, I, I thought from the video that Hemming was pointing back at you, laughing um, about the nutmeg for what it's worth. But I'm talking about no. when it was the, the Zorb football bit. I, I know, and I'm, ta- I'm talking about the nutmeg video. So, oh that, yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 there's a couple. Of, there's a couple of people laughing. They, they see my head. Go to the heavens. Rob straight away was oh, cackling away. The worst thing was is that there's no sound on the gif or on the clip because the scream of agony that you that you erupted from your face was was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it was just a squawk yeah, of shame. Yeah, well, I knew what was coming, mate, and lo and behold, that literally happened for the for the rest of the weekend. We didn't know it was recorded at this point. I should say it was only afterwards that they, the guy said, "Oh, you can uh, watch it back afterwards." The second that I got back home, I was cutting the videos. <laughs> the videos. I was like, "Where is this nutmeg? It must be here somewhere." Yeah, yeah, it was here. Yeah. Okay, um, let's move things yeah. along because um, Mikey does have his. Uh, I, I don't know how to say mother-in-law madre in law we'll go we'll go with that over and he needs to obviously go and say hello to her afterwards so let's talk some football weekend happened obviously we were wearing a stag however we did manage to catch up afterwards Woods, i guess we're going to go to you first because we're going to kick off things with chelsea whilst we were away your team did take a bit of a, a hammering didn't they they did uh, against bryce and potter went back to the amex mate and um didn't seem to work his magic he got he, he, he got the booze the fans weren't weren't appreciating, which I found a bit strange. Considering Brighton fans done. are a bit strange, they booed him last year, didn't they? What did it? They got a bit previous. Yeah, when he um, when they went on a little run, when you, I think they come away with a nil nil draw or something, they weren't yeah. happy, were they? Yeah, P- Potter obviously got his back up a bit at that time. Um, yeah, it, it's surprising, but I guess that's the modern day football fan in a way, isn't it? Um, Potter's still been on the touchline for every game that Brighton have won this season, um, <laughs> which is a rather inconvenient stat. I mean, it's as bad a day as he could have ever imagined and um, really wasn't helped by uh, a player in Thiago Silva who just had the worst day of his career, I think. Um, he seemed to be passing the ball predominantly to any player that was in a blue and white shirt on the day. and I uh, was fortunate in the way that he, he we didn't concede more. I mean, admittedly, I, you can look at the two goal line clearances that he made and go, well, he saved two goals there. But everything else about his performance on the day was a complete train wreck. Is there cause for concern from that result? Because I think Potter's best performances so far whilst he's been at Chelsea, and correct me if I'm wrong, have been in the Champions League. I don't know how it played out last night. I know you obviously went and won 2-1, but... Yeah. The Premier League performances haven't been quite there, have they? They haven't. Uh, you know, 
to lose the four one to to Brighton isn't a massive shock given the performances that have been uh, against Villa sticks in my mind because. I mean, uh, how we won that football match um, was purely because of Kepa Arifa Balaga, which is completely bonkers to be saying in 2022. But um, the performances haven't been good really in the league for the last month. Um, but we have a nine-game unbeaten run at the start of Potter's tenure, which has been good, and that was obviously the first defeat. Uh, they did pick it up. Last night, it didn't get off to a particularly great start. Uh, we considered the goal early, but uh, they turned it around and uh, you know took a 2-1 victory out of the group stage. Uh, sadly, though, <laughs> uh, and this is, this is where some of the criticisms come in for managers. So last night, Chelsea played in the Champions League. They were already through top of the group. Didn't, they didn't even have to kick a ball last night. That was already secured. Uh, he put out a relatively strong team um, and we, I think we picked up injuries to, or at least a knock to Koulibaly and it sounds like Ben Chilwell's hamstring is torn. Mm. Um, so that sounds like that might be a season ender, uh, which is really unfortunate for Chilwell given that I think 12 months ago um, in the Champions League, or just a little bit longer, he obviously picked up that knee injury. And it's frustrating because... And it's fair to say in these 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 games, which are, are literally dead rubber games for for Chelsea, why are um, you know why aren't you just putting out the the twenty ones? Why aren't these youth players playing? Because there was none available. Now, I'm sure there's rationale for it. I don't think Potter's a fool. Um, I think that there was an idea that coming off a four one defeat, this is a good opportunity to uh, pick up morale and, and form. And obviously, there's an aspect of that that did work. It's just now tinged with the disappointment of losing uh, one of your your left backs um, for at least three three months now. And for Ben Chilwell, it's even more gutting because well, we're three weeks from the World Cup, two weeks mm. from the World Cup. So that's him done. He's not going to be going to Qatar. Maybe that's not a bad thing given all we feel about this World Cup, right? But um, can I, it's, can it's I just another say thing. Can I just ask them, Woods, though, is there not a little bit of justification from the, the rumblings from the Chelsea fans that weren't happy with the starting lineup when something like that does happen? When something like that happens, it's, it, it will justify why people were frustrated with the starting 11. I was surprised when I saw the starting 11. Um, I honestly thought that we would be seeing a lot of fresh names. Now, Chelsea's uh, Premier League 2 team, uh, their youth team, almost got relegated last year. Um and they stayed up on the last day of the season against Tottenham, I believe, um, with a really late winner to stay in the league. Um, and it may well be, again, that they're not doing particularly well. And as a result, those players have to still be playing regular minutes uh, for that team to, to stay in that top league because it does, it does matter uh, that they are playing at that level. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think if you kind of like just look at the result and losing Chilwell again for for the season. Yeah, I think those fans are are right that they should be critical of that. Um, there's a lot of mixed emotion about Potter anyway. I think it, it was always going to be difficult to follow Tuchel. It's, it's an interesting one because Chelsea fans really bought into Thomas Tuchel by the end. I think that obviously how he handled the the sanctions and obviously delivering the Champions League, it, he... He sort of found his way into the heart of a lot of fans. Um, I was always a bit 
reserved about him. I thought that, you know, ultimately he has a reputation for a reason that surrounds him with his previous clubs and um, and the football wasn't great either, right? Let's not let's not mix it. But um, now there's a lot of fans kind of come up with the classic line, which was being pinned against previous managers. That is, he doesn't get the club. He's not a Chelsea man. This is about Potter, by the way. Potter doesn't get the club. Yeah, it's, in, it's in this what sort regard? of thing. In, in the sense that he's not a winner. Uh, Have you not seen his hair, mate? He's he's, he's... <laughs> I mean, his hair beard combo it's it's working for him. That's for sure. The glow up, but this is this one. I mean, but this is the modern football fan. They're they're, they're, they're bizarre. They're a bizarre bunch. Um, this is never going to be a. Uh, a switch that we were going to be able to go from Tuchel to Potter and it just immediately work and go, look at the football, isn't it great? Um, Potter took time, and we spoke about this last time, I think we spoke on the pod, it took time, Brighton, for, for things to start rolling, progressing the right way. And it's going to take time at Chelsea as well. There's a lot of players that, at the club that, for what it's worth, are simply just not good enough as well. Um, you know, players that just simply... Name, name drop. Christian Pulisic for a start uh, you know he just flatters to deceive um, I think they look at the central midfield and we've, we've been struggling in that area because injury certainly plays a part there Kovacic is is only playing about 50% of the games can take I mean sadly I think we may well be at the, the end of his Chelsea career uh, given the, the list of injuries and him being out of contract at the end of the season. Then there was obviously the, the Jorginho, who sometimes in some games he looks really good and in other games he looks like a turnstile. Um, this is why Chelsea are looking at Drew Bellingham. It's why they're looking at Declan Rice. There's an understanding that that central midfield area is really quite a weakness. And then there's just a lack of creativity within the team. Um, you could stand Haaland up front in this team and he, he wouldn't be scoring half the goals that he's getting at City because we just don't have those creative players. And that's coming from from wide or central. Um, you know, some some of the players this form this year hasn't been as, as good as it was previously as well, you know, talking about Mason Mount. But when your best outlet is Reese James, who is an exceptional footballer, a world-class footballer in his position, he seemingly was the sole outlet of attacking intent and threat and now he's not there. Hopefully he'll be back uh, by the time we get back from the World Cup because we desperately need him. But, you know, that's a fullback. How are we relying so heavily on a fullback? Well, we spoke about Sterling, didn't we, whilst we were away at the weekend? Mm. And he should be kind of stepping up to provide some of that creativity. But he, he's not really done it since he's come into Chelsea, has he? Fits well, his not, first little bits and bobs. Yeah. It's difficult with Sterling because he's not really been a creative player his entire career, though. Um, you know, at City, he was very much um, a poacher more than a creator. And again, it's, it kind of goes to the Haaland thing because when you've got players like uh, Bernardo Silva, uh, Kevin De Bruyne, um, Phil Foden, players of this ilk, that, the, the level of creativity and passing that they've got, they, they were able to create opportunities for those players to feed on. Chelsea don't have those players. Now, good news is he scored last night. It was a really well-taken goal because um, he. I don't think he'd had a shot in the last three games or some bizarre stat. Now, admittedly as well, uh, Potter's been playing him in what people would label as the wing-back position. Now, I'd say it's more wing than back and uh, it's a deliberate thing to try and, I guess, stretch the pitch as much as possible. But it takes Sterling probably out of those positions where you get 
the goals from, right? He's getting chalk on his boots isn't where he's going to do his best work. Coming inside is where that needs to be done. So I think that there's a lot of square pegs for round holes at the club, which isn't a surprise. Uh, well, yeah. wasn't that one of the criticisms as well from the weekend? Because you mentioned about Sterling playing wing back, and then was it Prince Pooley on the other side? side? Yeah, yeah Pooley played the other side. Yeah. That is strange, isn't it, though? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. He, where's Cucurella in all of this? Uh, Cucurella, I think, was playing left centre back. So you've got no other centre backs to. Well, Cucurella playing left centre back offers up the opportunity for him to progress the ball out. It's a, it's a deliberate tactic, and it's one that he used at Brighton previously. Now, for what it's worth, Cucurella playing left centre back for Chelsea has been a train wreck. Uh, every time we've seen it played, uh, it's not lasted ninety minutes. It's been switched up after forty-five or thirty minutes, and I, and I think that's kind of maybe we're getting to a point where okay, this experiment at this moment isn't working. I think now with Chilwell out. It probably leads Chelsea to maybe look to more of a conventional four at the back. That's what they did play last night. Um, That's what you just, want as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I think that every good team in the Premier League plays a back four. Manchester City, Arsenal uh, and, and Manchester United, right? Those are the, the, the three best teams in the league at the moment, right? I'm not talking crazy, but in terms of uh, results and performances, those are the best three. They all play a back four. Even Liverpool, when they're, they're, and, and obviously Liverpool struggled this season, but there's I think there's mitigating circumstances and reasons why that is happening with injuries, etc., etc. They're a back four team. Uh, I, I, the only other top team that plays a back five or a back three with wing backs is, is Tottenham. And they are a disaster to watch. Mm. We'll get to talking about Tottenham in, in a minute, but hopefully we'll we'll move away from this this back five and, and more of a conventional four. I think the the team will benefit because you get more midfielders, which means you can take a better control of the game. It also means you can get different type of midfielders. So when you play um, a back a uh, five at the back or the, the the wing back system, you end up with quite. Um, uh, workman-like midfielders, right? Two of them in there because they've got to do quite a lot of work um, and different roles. Whereas if you have an extra body in there to play more of a defensive midfield role, so um, a Rodri, for example, so someone that still can dictate play but can cover off, you're able to have more creative license with players like Kevin De Bruyne or, or Bernardo Silva. Now, we obviously don't have any of those players, Manchester City do, because they're really good at uh, player acquisition and, and identifying talent much better than what Chelsea have been. But hopefully that's where I'd rather see the team going. I just think that uh, you'll get more from the players that you have at your disposal if you have the the, the midfield free as opposed to what we're playing at the moment. Okay. Um, you've got the Gooners right this weekend, top of the league still. Yeah. What's the, what's the prospects? Uh, I think we're going to lose. Um I, I see nothing to suggest Classic that. Woods this is, by the way. Classic Woods. Uh, but I, I, I don't think I've been proven wrong, really, right? <laughs> I... It's, it, I you come on next week's show after, you know, you've given a drop. And well, I always said that we had a good chance, you know, as long as we play this certain formation. Here's the thing. The five, I, 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 the I, I've, I've been low on Chelsea this year. I said months ago that I, f- I felt, uh, say, probably is months ago at this point because we, have, we haven't really been recording so uh, prolifically recently. But I felt Chelsea were going to finish eighth. I still look at the Premier League at the moment and think eighth is actually a, a realistic position where this club is he- heading at the moment. And I've also been high on Arsenal. So I'd be, it'd be completely contradictory for me to kind of come out here and say, oh, I think we'll beat Arsenal this weekend. Arsenal are a really good form team, okay? They're finding ways to win football matches. That's the complete opposite to what it feels like we're watching Chelsea at the moment. Um, Arsenal come in with a lot of confidence. 
the one thing in Chelsea's benefit is they are the home team. The fans will get behind them, I'm sure. Um, and there's a lot of professionals in that team They'll want to prove a lot of people wrong this weekend, right? You've got a lot Arsenal. of talented players. Exactly, right? Arsenal are also playing tonight as well, so back of a Thursday night. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what players are playing for them. Um, I saw Tierney scored, so I don't know if it's their full strength Yeah, I, I, At the same I time, imagine. they need to win to finish top, right? Um, yeah, it's a good question. I, I, I probably have, I should have had a look to see what their lineup is, but I, I, I imagine there's probably a couple of first-team names, but probably quite a few that aren't uh, playing tonight with a view to that game at the weekend because it's a big game for, for them as well. You know, we, we, we touched on this a couple of weeks back. Um, are they legitimate legitimate title contenders? Look, are they going to win the Premier League? No, they're not. Uh, but they do look like they're the only team that are capable of at least leading a challenge to, to Manchester City this season. And they're, they're on merit at the moment. I guess, you know, from the flip side, Mikey would also say that this is one of the second times that they're actually going to be playing against the team of, of any real quality. Uh, yeah, so I, I, really, I really want, I want to see if we can bring Michael in potentially. I don't know what if the dog's doing in the background, if he's whining, but I know. Going to sleep, mate. There you go. You're, hey, you're he's not, back. You're, you're not so high on Arsenal, are you, as compared to Woods? You don't nah, think man. they've been tested, really? No, they're the only, th- the only good team they've faced have been Man United and we beat them. Don't tell me Liverpool are a good team because they're not. League table doesn't lie. Spurs, yeah, they're a good team, aren't they? They're not. They haven't played anyone good. They played PSV and got turned over. I I ain't buying it. Do you think Chelsea's prospects then this weekend are not as bad as Woods is making out? Oh, no, because Chelsea aren't very good either. So, like, uh, I think if you... (laughs) So, so, so this is it, right? We'll record next Thursday and we'll go, well, Arsenal beat Chelsea this weekend. I'm going, well, Chelsea aren't very good. I'm looking at it and I'm like okay well Arsenal do have the form but I feel mm-hmm. like their I feel like their position in the table is inflated by the fact they haven't played anyone good I think if you look at the stats they've literally played just bottom half teams like other than a couple which they look and again they, they lost to Man United um, the um, if you look at Chelsea um, yeah man I've watched them since Potter came in as we talked about on the last show, that is going to need a lot of time. It takes mm-hmm. time to develop a culture, a club where, and a style of play and to get his ideas, which I imagine are going to be quite different than Lampard's ideas or Tuchel's, you know, like this, it's a completely different set of instructions they're going to have to follow. It takes time for this stuff to happen. As a result, agree. from what I've seen at Chelsea so far, it looks a mess. It looks disjointed. I, I you know, but dude, when I watched Chelsea under Tuchel, um, I hated it. I thought you played horrible football. And it was defensive, dull football. One year Champions League ain't gonna, ain't gonna, you know, you're not gonna cry about that, obviously. Are you? But it was football that just, I, I, if Chelsea were on TV and I turned it on, I was like, I ain't watching this shit. It's horrible to watch. It's gonna take time to go from that to peak Brighton Chelsea football, you know what I mean? Where it is a different philosophy. And right now, um, yeah, obviously, I don't think you're anywhere near. Uh, I, some of that is personnel, you know, the players. Injuries um, haven't helped at all. You've got a lot of players out. You ain't got a striker still. I'm not the uh, Bamiyang. I ain't. I am. I'm not interested in hearing that he's the guy. Um, and yes, yeah, so I, I feel like even in, even on current form with Arsenal not being any great shakes, in my opinion, um, I still think they are a better team than Chelsea are at the moment um, in terms of the cohesiveness they have. Quick question to you, Mike. Quick question: Bamiyang or Lukaku? <laughs> 
Aubameyang or David Lukaku is fucking well, shit. Well, there you go then. They've, they've got a striker then, haven't they? Oh, my God, they've got more of a striker than Man United do. Okay, so... Uh, That's fair. Woods, just correct me if I'm wrong. I think of this. I, I, might, I might be wrong. Do Arsenal... They, they've got a poor record at, at the bridge, right? No. No, they've, that, it's really annoying. They've had a really annoyingly really? good... Yeah, recently. In oh, the real all, recent all I've got time, in my head is, is I've got... Carnage it's Arsenal winning his thousandth game getting battered at the bridge. Yeah, though, sadly... And I've also those, got they, Hazard dropping Koscielny on his ass. Yeah, um, th- those those memories. Um, see, this is how old we are, Lee. Those memories are a long time ago. Um, what, Arsenal Hazard? beat. Yeah, that that Hazard moment was what Hazard's been in. Remember that Hazard was gone the summer before Lampard came in. Okay. Yeah. So. Time is um, flying. Yeah, I mean, time's just disappearing. Um, they beat us last year. It was a really fortunate performance. I think they drew of us the year before uh, that was the one where Kante fell over on the halfway line and, and Martinelli ran through uh, but I think they've had a relatively good record at Stanford Bridge recently and so they'll they'll come in confident because they've been there last year won last year they'll look at this Chelsea team and they'll, they'll fancy their chances that's for sure mm. maybe the odds are a little bit stacked in yeah I, 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 I don't see a winner I, Chelsea get a point this weekend I see it as a positive because I, I just think that their form, Arsenal, is, is really impressive. I, I know that we can kind of fixate on uh, the, the game they lost to United. I think they did. Did they have a draw the other day as well um, in the league? I, I might be getting that wrong. But they, they, they seem to be grinding out results pretty frequently. So even if they're not at their best, they're able to get results. I think Chelsea's just got to be almost perfect and they've been anything but because they've been gifting opportunities after opportunities after opportunities defensively and I think Arsenal will will make them pay because they've got the players in in those in, in Saka and Martinelli um, and I know they haven't scored in a minute uh, but this is a perfect opportunity for Gabriel Jesus to get back on the score sheet you know like it, it's there for Arsenal to go and make a statement result this weekend I really do think that 2-0 against Palace which Palace probably should have won that game 4-2 against Leicester when they were absolutely dreadful. 3-0 against Bournemouth who were absolutely dreadful. I'm pretty sure Scott Parker was still manager then. He would have been. Yeah. Um, 2-1 against Fulham. Eh. 2-1 against Villa. Dreadful. Losing 3-1 to Manchester United. Um, the Arsenal Everton game was postponed. We got a, a win against Zurich there. 2-1. Uh, beat Brentford 3-0. I'll give him that one. Fair enough because you know, Brentford only needs a place to go or to play and you can ask you i can tell you all about that um so that's one i'll give them one they beat spurs who had a man sent off and it's spurs who are shit. hang on that hang on that sending off was it was in the subs like it did not impact that game at all fine right it's on the record books i thought i'd read it out uh they beat a team i'd never heard of bodo glimped um they beat liverpool three two i'll give them that as well liverpool but that they're having one of the worst seasons in recent memory for them they beat Bodo Glimped again 1-0. They beat Leeds 1-0. They beat PSV 1-0. They drew with Southampton. They lost to PSV. They beat Forest, who are fucking a detritus, 5-0. Um, and they just beat Zurich, uh, or they're playing Zurich now, they're winning 1-0. Forest had beaten Liverpool Please. The, the weekend before. Again, it's Liverpool. They're I know, awful. I know. And Liverpool should have probably scored about seven against them. All I'm saying is right. here, tell me when I'm telling lies. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't think it is. I, I, when you read out the scores as well, and I, I remember some of the performances, it's, it, as you say, it's almost a little bit workmanlike in terms of they're, they're just a little bit more efficient now and they will grind out the results. But none, but, none of them against quality opposition. No. Chelsea, as much, and Chelsea not in turmoil. They're just, you know, no. they're in transition from a, from a new manager into a new manager. Yes. I, I, think, and, I think Chelsea are not. They've got a good chance at the weekend. I think Chelsea have a better chance than I think you think they do, Woods. However, what I'm saying is if Chelsea lose to the if Chelsea lose to Arsenal, I don't think it's turmoil. because again, I think there and I th- I think some of these fans could do to realising there is a difference between transition and turmoil. And Yeah, absolutely. I, I I'm not panicking by the way. I, I want to make that abundantly clear. I'm 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 in no concern about where the club is going I think they're going in an incredibly exciting direction there's been a lot of work that's been done behind the scenes with getting the right people uh, in the departments for player acquisition right that's been the club's biggest problem is failure on transfers just look at how much money has been wasted on players because of bad uh, scouting um, and, and, and you know I think one of the main things is that go back to Todd Burley taking over he can believe the lack of data that this club had at its disposal um, and, and Potter you know I, I think it's a manager that I really hope it works um, his Me resume too, at Brighton is impressive yeah, yeah. Me too, <laughs> you know, his, his resume at Brighton is really impressive it, but it took time it takes time to install this um, you know I think it's tough because some Chelsea fans will know nothing but the Bramovich era okay we're we, we, that was 20 years, right? It's been 20 years since Abramovich took over. Um, so it's, it's not that you got people that jumped on in 2003. It's just people started following football since. So these pit fans that support the Chelsea Football Club will be used to a certain type of ownership in Abramovich, ruthless, winning. Uh, you know, a certain type of manager in uh, Jose, Ancelotti, uh, even Tuchel you can throw in there, right? The, the, these top-level managers. And I think that... This is where they may be just kind of coming up with this this narrative that oh they're just not Chelsea managers you know this it's, it's not the same club this isn't the club that I grew up loving and it's like well whilst I completely agree I'm really excited about what this club's trying to be now uh, which is different to pissing money up the wall until it works and I, I think that. You know, if, if, if all you're fixated on, and I think I said this on the pod last time, if all you're fixated on is, is success, right, and you basically want to be spoon-fed success and it has to always be success, there's a club in Manchester that does it better than anybody else. So if that's all you care about, there's someone there for you. Just go watch it. But if you kind of want to be part of a journey, you know, Arsenal have had to eat shit, right? They've had to eat shit for five years. And even right now, right, over the last two years with this manager, they had to eat shit uh, every year. Eighth, eat shit. Fifth, eat shit. Fifth, eat shit. Finally, they're reaping the rewards of that, okay? Uh, w- will there be success with trophies at the end of the season? It's, it's very difficult to beat Manchester City. 
but they they are reaping the rewards of, of of the efforts that have been put in at the club um, from top to bottom. So, you know, I I think they're a good blueprint. I think it's a blueprint that a lot of clubs are looking at. I think that's probably what Chelsea to an extent have looked at. I think there's a blueprint that United would kind of look to and go, we want to do that, but we want to do it with our spending power, our you know our pulling power for players. They can do it with those players, but we can do it kind of a tier higher. Well, this has been the. the I mean, we, again, we've talked about this before in terms of you know I, I have nothing but admiration for the way that Arsenal have gone about it with the ruthlessness of it, but there is a difference between you know culling some of the players they've had to cull versus some of the players that Man United would have to cull. It's a, di- it's a different league of spending and, and money and finances involved. And it's it, are you right? It's a good blueprint. I don't think it's as easy for other teams to follow. Um, no. And cause the, I think the, the, yeah. Sorry, I was going to say there's an underlying message though, isn't it? It's just continuity and not knee-jerking. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. pretty much it. But a lot, of, um, a lot of Arsenal fans who are enjoying what they're seeing at the moment were the ones that were busy saying Arteta out, right? So, you know, it, it just shows that you needed good ownership in place as well. I think Stan Kroenke, I've never really bought into Stan Kroenke as a bad owner, by the way. I've always felt kind of like, well, I, I watch enough American sports to know that his American sports teams have run really well. They're really successful for what they are. Um, so I'm not shocked that Stan Kroenke is getting it right. I, with the Glazers, I think they just basically got lucky that they had Alex Ferguson and got lucky that they had Tom Brady. That's where their success is. And that's, that's United still remains their biggest problem is the Glazers because going back to what you're saying, Mikey, when it comes to the, the, this kind of um, sacking off players, Stan Kroenke would have been signing those checks. He'd have gone, how much is it going to basically to get rid of this guy? Yeah, sign it off. Sign it off. Sign it off. If Manchester United went right, um, we need to um, get um, whoever, like, just for argument's sake, and I'm not saying it, but Cristiano off the books. And it's like, okay, how much does that cost? 20 million. I ain't fucking doing that. That's my, that's my dividends next year. I ain't doing that. You know, and this is kind of, I think, with the difference of where these two clubs are run. One is run by a guy that's about competing in sports and the other one is a piece of shit that's trying to basically cream off the top okay should we should we move things along I'm looking at that clock yeah probably an idea isn't it yeah ten, 10 minutes no more on this next subject because we want to talk about Conte's he's pretty is it his first year anniversary now first year yeah we've just gone over 12 months now so I guess the question is, you know, has he been a success? And I know you had spent some good quality time with a with a Tottenham fan over the weekend. I did. Did I, it, did, did. I know? Like I, it was, it was nice talking to Rob. I, okay, look, I, I, I think that I, I'm not going to lie. I had some nervousness, you know. I thought there might be, you know, a bit, a bit, a bit of hostility between the old Chelsea. <laughs> <and> <laughs> Rob's not nice. that guy, is he? <laughs> look, the, the, here's the thing with Conte, right, um, and, and Tottenham. Uh, it's, it's the def- definition of what success is. You know, we go, we spoke about Arsenal. What's the definition of success? Success isn't necessarily going to be winning a Premier League title this year, right? That's that. That's a very difficult thing to do in the era of Pep Guardiola and Manchester City. Uh, I, I think he has been successful. You look at where they were under Nuno and the trend that they were going post Jose and with Nuno. Uh, it was negative, right? They were they were sort of falling away from where they wanted to be. There was we had the whole Harry Kane saga all summer, mm-hmm. and um, you had this sort of you know I, I guess there was only a matter of time before the Son saga would start. Now Son subsequently signed a new contract. Kane still hasn't. I know Rob's a bit kind of questionable as to to whether that that new contract gets signed, but I think that Conte probably will play a significant role on if he stays or doesn't. 
But, you know, Tottenham in the end of the day got to top four. He delivered that by beating Arsenal comprehensively, albeit with the aid of a rather dubious penalty. And a f- Talking about red cards, that's that's still one of the dumbest red cards. Was it Rob Holding uh, against Son? Oh, this is ludicrous. But anyway, they get top four. They get out of the group stage. <laughs> Again, albeit with a last-minute goal, it doesn't matter. But you kind of like see that if they were under Nuno, they're nowhere near this. Right? They're nowhere near this. Nowhere near. I agree. Um, so... Success, yeah, I think he has been on the pitch. Playing style, absolutely not, right? Um, we, we know that Tottenham play some of the worst football in the league. Um, they're a team that play with five defenders, three defensive midfield players and Harry Kane and Son up top. That's, that's what Conte does. Um, he wants to keep it as safe as possible and rely on the talent. Um, and the excellence of those two two forward players. Now he's he's without Son and Kulisevsky this weekend. That's going to be really interesting how he's going to manage that. Uh, and I think they've got Liverpool, speaking of terrible, terrible Liverpool, but I think Liverpool are probably coming into that game feeling pretty good about it. But overall, I think, yeah, absolutely, it's been a success. So you kind of go to the January transfer, right? The January transfer signings of Kulisevsky uh, and, and Benton Kerr. And I think they've both been excellent players for them. Um and only Conte been... would have been able to to attract them, right? Right. Nuno yeah, is. That, that, yeah, that that would be my assessment of it as well. That um, ultimately Conte had the pull and the reputation to be able to bring those players in. It's still a coup that they got him. Now, con- kind of people go uh, about, oh, you know, should United have got Conte? Uh, kind of looking back, way back then, because that was the whole situation with Tottenham and United. They were both in a similar, and that didn't happen. Absolutely not, right? They made the, United made the right decision for them. They've got the right manager for them in, in Eric Ten Hag. Would that would United have been playing Champions League football had they had Antonio Conte? Probably, right? Mainly because Tottenham wouldn't have been. But would they be in a better position than they they probably are now on their their journey? I don't think so. But what Tottenham needed at that moment was something different. They needed something to sort of grab it by the balls in in many ways and drag this club back up the table. Long term, how would it play out? Time will tell, but I, I can't well, that's feel... The, that's cons- the question you've taken right? out of my mouth, pretty much, because we know... I mean, ever since he's been at the club, you know, you don't feel like he's settled. This is oh. Conte, that is. And you talk about Harry Kane signing a new contract and Conte being the pull for that. But if I'm Harry Kane, I'm like, is this geezer going to stay? Because, I, Correct. you know, the vibes that he gives doesn't doesn't particularly say that, does it? No. I, I my, my gut feeling about Antonio Conte is he's waiting for someone to phone him. That's how it always feels with this guy, right? Um, he, <laughs> I, I look at Juventus a little bit and I do think that they look a mess and I, I wonder how interested he would be going back to Juventus to have another crack at that club, given the right circumstances, the right checks, the right, you know, uh, war chest, transfer war chest, whether he'd fancy going back there. Uh, but there will be other big clubs that will be looking at him as well. But if they don't, right, if no one picks up the phone, then he'll stay and he'll take another 20 million euros um, to, to, to stay at Tottenham and, and they'll still progress. Now, there's every chance they could win a cup competition with this guy. This style of play uh, lends itself to being more of a cup team than a league team, certainly in terms of uh, winning league titles, And although he, he has done it and he did it exceptionally well at Chelsea, but that was before Pep got going, right? Let's let's be be honest about it. It was, it was pre-Pep and Klopp starting to run amok across the league. Um, but 
you know, it's it, it's going to be interesting. I, I guess that's kind of part of the the feeling about him at Tottenham. I, I guess that they probably get that vibe from him as well. Is that how committed is he? Right? How committed is he? Well, he's often asked the question: Are you happy at Tottenham? They yeah. If you if you were given off those vibes already, you wouldn't be asked those questions. No. No. Um, and it also feels like a really strange marriage between him and Daniel Levy, given everything we know about Daniel Levy and everything we know about Antonio Conte. So it feels like a matter of when, not if. Um, and that's probably why Harry Kane is holding out, because um, he had his move lined up, and now some big Swiss... Um, Norwegian cyborg has gone and stolen that job from him so he's never getting that job again so he's sort of limited as in, in many ways where to go in the Premier League because um, you know for argument's sake I'm going to throw it out there where, if you're Harry Kane um, say you've got well we've got two years left on his contract one year after this one I don't know where we are but where would you where would you go I know Bayern have been sniffing but where would you go given the opportunity if it was Premier League only or anywhere anywhere I think you said it I think Bayern Munich you think Bayern I mean he definitely start to fill his he'll get exactly he'll pick up the trophies that he's he, he probably deserves, you know, what, you know yeah. what, what he what he's done in his career. You know, he's kind of, you know, been wasted at Tottenham. There's no getting around it. A guy of his stature, the amount of goals he scores, he's, he's pretty much like the modern day Alan Shearer. Yeah, just without a Premier League title to his name as well. well that's yeah. that's the crazy thing about it. What about you, Mikey? Where where where, where if you were Harry Kane, where would you? <sighs> probably Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean I guess I I jest right. He's got just as much chance of winning at Spurs as at United. Um, no, I think Bayern is the I think Bayern is a sensible choice. There's a uh, there's a gap there, and there is. He, he go and fill his boots. He's he go and fill his boots and fill his trophy cabinet. Like yeah, fair enough. The only question is contenders. The only thing is I, I I get the sense and I could be completely wrong, but I don't see Harry Kane wanting to move abroad. I, know I don't get that. I don't get that bit. sense from him, but I think that Premier League record is too tantalising to pass up. Mm. That's the thing with it, and that's why the City move was the one that he wanted because he'd get to win the titles and he'd get to break the record. And I, I think that that's why I, I, when I hear Bayern in my head, I'm like, that would mean giving up effectively immortality, right? We we, we all talk about Shearer because of Shearer's record. The second that Kane breaks that. Shearer is just a bald man that sits on TV talking to Gary Lineker, isn't he? You know, um, so <laughs> he's just he's just elbows, isn't he? Just uh, and it's um, but he is. The only Harry other club, Kane. the only other club I would suggest is Liverpool. Now, Liverpool, are they on the downtrend? Is he going to get the trophies that he craves? Whilst Klopp is there, he might still think it's it's a possibility. No, no. I feel like he'd move to United above Liverpool. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so too. I think Maynard is still a, a, a bigger pull. Um, I'm sure there are no Liverpool <laughs> fan listeners are, are, are screaming, <laughs> listening to this. I just think, I, I, I know that, it, you know what, because um, we spoke about this um, before with a Tottenham fan on the pod about Kane going to, to Manchester United and they poo-pooed it as a sideways move. And I, I think it's it was mentioned. It's mental how we had to... a Spurs fan on the pod at once, isn't it? <laughs> 
<laughs> it was mentioned to Rob this weekend, and I think that even he suggested it was a, a sideways move as well. And I just, I get it. You've got a lovely stadium. It's a lovely stadium and a lovely training pitch. But let's not piss around here, okay? Like, it's still Manchester United. I, and, and the thing is, is that when you look at the two clubs right at this moment, I think Man United have got a manager that's going to be there long term. I think he's got a clear plan and vision. They're clearly willing to spend money because they have done. And on the other side, you've got a manager that we've literally just said, on a whim, he could be out of there. And you've got an ownership that has never been willing to spend the money. You know, if Harry Kane goes to Manchester United, it, it, it's it's not a case for, for just for money and greed. It's, it's to genuinely probably looks at the project and goes, that's more likely. Well, and I look at, if you look at the comparison between Spurs and United, um, when you look at Spurs' best players, Son, I think one's out, right? Yeah. Um, their best players are older. Um, and at Man United, there is a, we still, we, we still bring in players. We still bring in players that um, have potential and, and, and want to do things. And it's, uh, I think, I think it's a much more attractive destination United than Spurs at the moment. I have to have a look how long he's got on his contract because I, I wonder if it if it's two years or if it's if it's two and a half years or eighteen months it makes a big difference as to what comes this summer right because if he's got still two years on his deal this summer Tottenham can sit on it but if it's twelve months on his deal in the summer then it's no okay. it's definitely the latter I'm pretty sure of it because of the whole Man City saga that's why they could dig their heels in yeah yeah because um, we because we, we were questioning why. Had Kane's like signed that big deal, and that's because obviously that was when he was a bit potch. Well, that and his brother's his agent. His his, his brother fucked that deal big time. Um, mm. But I, I kind of guess to, to kind of summarise though, yeah, I, I think Conte has been good for Tottenham. Um, I think that he's got them to a better position than they would have been had they not gone and got Conte. I think it's more a question as to why. Did they mess around with Nuno to start with instead of getting content in the first place? I, I, think, I, oh, I, 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 sorry, go on. No, no, go, 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 go. I didn't say, I, was, I, I think this whole Conte thing, sorry about my dog. I think the whole Conte thing's a waste of everyone's time. That's the thing. We're talking about Conte. He's not leaving. And projects. He's not going to leave the club in a better position. Sorry, I'm going to quiet again. I don't know what's going on. I think I, I think I might be taking the words out of your mouth. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we've spoken about like you know clubs that are looking you know are trending upwards. It's because they're they're looking to have that continuity with their managers, and Conte ultimately doesn't offer that. You just don't you don't ever feel like that's going to be the case for me as we've as we've discussed pretty much. Yeah. So just looking at his contract saying, now. Um, go on. So he's got. He's, his contract is up at the end of the 24 season. Oh, miles away. Uh, no, because we're 22, 23 season now. Oh, yeah. So it is 18 so, months? Yeah, it's 18 months. Okay. Mm. Um, Which all of a sudden... If, if, if Conte gets into feet... What I'm trying to say. Conte's not going to leave the club in a better place than he found it. So what's mm. the point? Like what? Genuinely, what is the point? Because well, what, I, I think what, I think I get because what you Le- mean. No, because Levy's now got a fetish for big names. He wants a big name manager. We saw that when he binned off Poch and got Mourinho in. Correct. And you know, he, what, how long did Nuno last? Five minutes. 
not saying that he was the right guy, but he was just, he's always, he wants the big manager. He wants, the, he wants to have the picture with, with his arm around him. And after Conte, who is there that's going to come in? Because the you next know person like a, is, what, You know Potter? who it's going to be. It's going to be Podge. He'll go back to Podge. And so how's that progression? Because all the players that Potch had, or I've been sold, or they're old. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, Levy ain't going to put his hand. Levy's not going to put his hand in his pockets, and it's not like Conte's brought any players through or progressed any of them. No. So this is all a waste of everyone's fucking time. I think if if they could go back to the Pochettino sacking. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as um, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I don't think I'd sack him. Um, especially not to bring in Jose Mourinho. Um, that's that's where I think the mistake was made. I, I still think, given the situation that Tottenham were in at the time, the trending where they were going, I think Conte was the right guy at that moment, regardless of what is left afterwards. I think given that you had Kane and Son, uh, you probably feel like this is the window of opportunity where you need that winning manager to try and get something right any success with silverware is success and i do i do agree that we 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 seem to be trained into more of an era at least at, a, at elite level clubs uh where a project is needed right i think that chelsea have learned that that you obviously they've had some success but bouncing 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 the gap between us and city has only grown in that time um, where we've been searching and I think that's the same thing with United as well I think that both those clubs have been so unstable with their vision as to where they want to go well, meanwhile the top two teams have had a clear plan as to where they were going and you're right after Conte Tottenham are going to be back down with kind of where Arsenal have been for the last four years right no Kane no Conte nice Dude, stadium where are they no this is it where are they going to be because again, yeah. I, I point I point out the fact where who, what hot young talents do Spurs have? Where's that parrot guy? Right, <laughs> he's playing in Preston North End, mate. Yeah, but but this is no, you're, you're completely right, Mikey. Like they they, they, they don't. In it's, it's uh, uh, they got that fellow midfield that was highly highly rated, right? Oliver, Oliver Skip, right? Oliver Skip. Tabby, That's you, it, you are joking. Mate, no, Oliver Skip's generally. the one. Yeah, yeah, he's the one. Yeah. Jesus, if he's the the rated one, haven't they got um, Spence as well? Who they nab from? Who's played zero minutes basically? Because yeah, Conte yeah. doesn't like him. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, conscious we're hitting the hour mark, so I, I think in in short we're saying that in the short term Conte has been a success, but long term there's there's, there's no there's no project there for for Spurs, and they're eventually going to find themselves back, if not in a worse position. Yeah, would we agree? I think that's a very good summary of what we've just said, Lee. Perfect. That's that's why you're the host. And we shall we move on? We should have said that and saved ourselves. We should have said. Everyone's wasting time. Cheers, Conte. You're just wasting everyone's time. You're wasting the, the pot of two halves time as well, discussing it. Should we move on to a bit of fantasy football corner? Yes, please. Yes. Um, Mikey, 
Let's probably bring you straight back in. Actually, you know, you had a yeah. wonder wonder week, mate, shooting up the league. Yeah, man, that was that was ninety-five points. Ninety-five points, bro. Wow, hot on the heels put now me, of uh, second. Yeah, just behind Mr. Woods. Two points. Two points no, off I mean, top. Two, two points. points Woods, can top. you feel the heat yet? Uh, I mean, I was. I've been feeling the heat for a moment. I, 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 <laughs> you felt a little bit of heat um, for me, and then I went super cold very quickly, and then yeah, I, I was surprised to look at the league table and have to start scrolling for yourself again. But um, <laughs> mate, well, me and you, maybe come up with a pair of fifty pluses, and then uh, old Mikey here with his ninety-five. Yeah. He's, yeah, uh, he's he right back in it. The pieces, right? Mate, I, and the thing is, I did the cardinal sin. I, 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 I made one too many transfers and took a point hit. Okay, so you would have been top. No, but but I transferred uh, the player I brought in uh, did the business, so it would ah, okay. I wouldn't have been top. So gotcha. I took the point here and it actually paid off because I took out Foden for Almiron. Oh yeah, that, that's a that's a good one. Foden yeah. didn't play, did he? Didn't play. Almiron come in with twelve, so it's like yeah, fucking Almiron worked out. Nicely done, nicely done. Well, speaking of Almiron, when we were on here a couple of weeks ago. What was the one guy that I said he needed to come in? Mr. Almoron. So, uh, he's um he's already uh, trending up. Miggy. You know, oh, oh, is that what we're calling now? Miggy. Um, yeah, he's, he's up to 25% ownership. When we last spoke a couple of weeks ago, he was at 10%. So, he's, he, you know, he's hot at the moment. He's scoring goals. He's up to, I think, 5.6 now in value as well. So, um, he's still pretty much in that in around that budget zone as well. So, he, you know, you can literally... You could chew him in pretty easily. Um, another one as well is Trossard. Now, he hasn't featured in my team at all this year, uh, and yet he's still continuing to bag in the goals as well. I think he... Did he score against Chelsea? I'm astonished he's he not... Did. I'm astonished he's not in your team. You love I know. Guy. I mean, I, I love Trossard, don't I? Yeah. But he's like one of those guys that you just know. He's very much what I said about Amaron a couple of weeks ago. I swear to God, you know, you, you put him in, and then, he, you know, it's just those previous couple of weeks, yeah, he banged him in. And as soon as you put him in your fantasy team, he does fuck all for the next five weeks. Uh, however, both him, um, Trossard and Almiron are kind of going against that trend at the moment. And, um, yeah, he's up to 23% ownership and very much in the uh, top five transfers. Uh, speaking of top five as well, I think Delot is in there. Not only would I talk about Delot, but I would say Man United in general, um, looking at their next five fixtures, so either side of the World Cup, They've got um, a difficulty rating of two, which includes Villa, Fulham, Forest, Wolves and Bournemouth. Now, there, there's a nice little run of games there. So not only could you look at Dalot, who is in the top five this week, but I would say a host of Man United players. If you wanted to go even cheaper in their defence, I think Martin is at 4.5. Uh, Rashford, I think, got his 100th goal, 100th Premier League goal, 100th Man United goal. Um last game week as well so again he's another one that you can consider uh, and then continuing on we've got Kevin De Bruyne again trending highly again like Man United four favourable fixtures to either side of the uh, of the World Cup um, I didn't write these ones down but they were all of a difficulty racing of two uh, he's at 12.5 now so he's actually gone up in value and if you if you're doing the whole thing where you're swapping between him and Salah, it's starting to get to that point now where you've got to be careful because Salah is dropping in value. I think he's down to 12.7 and De Bruyne is up to 12.5. So there's going to be a point where they're going to cross over. Mate, Salah ain't seeing my team again, mate. Like, not a chance in hell. Yeah, Screw that guy. Yeah, um, don't, don't, one of those, don't, one of those don't, two don't. fixtures. 
One of those two fixtures, by the way, is Everton. So they've classed Everton as a two. Um, oh, mate, Man City rollers apart every time. Mate. They they absolutely steamrollers every time. They do have. So there is a point where Man City play Everton at home, then Chelsea away, then Man United away in a row. So all three of us, three weeks running, get to have Man miserable. City rock up and just have miserable times inflicted. Uh, Haaland just ruining our weekends. Three weeks on the Speak, speaking of Haaland, you know, you didn't feature last week. Um, first time this season where, you know, uh, there, was, there was literally no, no minutes from at all. Picked up a knock and I think he also had a bit of flu. The rumours were that he was going to be back for this weekend. I then see, receive an alert just before we start this pod from from the FPL uh, via email saying that he's still a doubt. Um, so what? Yeah, and, and what even more bizarrely, I looked at the uh, who who else was in the top five out. So I say top five. I looked just beyond the top five, and, and he was actually trending in that as well. I think he was in the top ten. So I don't know who these people are. I think there's 181,000 people have decided to ditch Haaland, which I find strange. But um, anyway, and then the last player that I wanted to mention is Wilson. He's literally top of the pile at the moment. He's got 865,000 new owners. Uh, I, I'll I will tell you, because I, I, as soon as I tell you, I know he's going to do square root fuck all then this weekend, but he, I, I've, I brought him in already. Um, he's pushing for a World Cup play, so he's actually got something to play for. And he's playing Southampton at home as well. So that's for me, that's a, that's quite a good yeah. combo. And I think obviously that's so, uh, luring in the other eight hundred sixty-five thousand people. Yeah. So on that Are note, you- obviously, with my, I've had the strike force of Jesus, Harlan, and Kane all year. I ain't changed it. It's just been that solid. No, no deviation. And obviously, Jesus has dried up. He's dried up, but. He was among the assists, uh, so he, he picked up nine points against Forest, and I, I feel like he does. Uh, he's too much of a good option. I feel like Jesus in terms of his price point in a team that are winning. That I feel like he's a good. He's still a good guy to have there. I'm never getting rid of Haaland. I don't care how many fucking flags he has on him. Like if I transfer <laughs> him out, I'll have to pay more to get him back in. It ain't happening. Um, Kane is my expendable. And I feel like right now we're just looking at how awful Spurs are. And um, you know, I look at their fixtures: Liverpool next, Leeds, Brentford. I don't know, man. I just I, I look at I look at Kane. I just think the thing the thing is with Kane Spurs though, are awful. He is the Falcon for that team though, and there's literally the Falcon. What? Fat Falcon. M M. Falcon. 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 Yes. Okay. <laughs> Is this another word that I've just made up? And then you just look at me and go, what? Either way, Falcom. he is the, the guy for, for Spurs. And up until I think last week, he was literally, he contributed in every game week. Yeah. I know, I know. Oh, obviously Kane? He, yeah. And I know he's the premium. I know, no, dude, I'm look, I, I've, I've looked at his, that's why I haven't taken him out. Because I'm like, regardless of what Spurs are doing, the dude's delivering. Um, like, he has. He put up. He put up a, a two. He put up a one against Bournemouth, and I don't know. I, I, it'll be one I have to think about. But of the moves I'm looking to make, the thing is, I do have. I've got four and a half million in the bank still. I mean, if you're going to sit tight on Jesus, it, it, it's fine. Yeah. But at the same time, if you was to bring in a Wilson, I think he's only at like six point seven or something at the moment. Six point eight. So you're still yeah. going to make money on him, and you're going to have even more money to play with. 
If yeah. you did that with Kane, you almost got too much money. It's like, well, what am I going to do with all this money? Oh, yeah. I mean, the only problem is, is that, you know, Jesus should be the option, but he's up against, oh, I suppose he's up, he is up against Chelsea next. And but mm. then Tiger Silva's playing probably. So, <laughs> you know. OK, um, very quickly moving on to the outs. Um, Tony's suspended. So as we spoke about with Wilson, there's pretty much a quite straightforward swap there if you were to go down that route. Uh, Foden played 90 minutes in the Champions League. So if you're into the whole Pep Roulette thing, played 90 minutes in the Champions League the chances of him playing of another 90 minutes or starting this weekend especially maybe against Fulham I, I, I would have I would think that maybe he doesn't feature or he doesn't you know doesn't play the whole 90 minutes put it that way um, Saka he was another one in the top five I think there might have been some premature transfers out on that one um, he picked up a knock looks like he's recovering well and he was back in training so potentially but then at the same time Arsenal have got Chelsea as we discussed um, and then Zaha, he's a uh, he, yeah he's he's been a quite a popular pick this season, but he's not consistently producing the goods. And as we discussed with like Almiron and Trossard, you've got kind of two guys there that are cheaper and are producing the goods. So if you do have Zaha, like I do, for instance, there may be a swap available at some point in the future. I think with those with those two players mentioned. So yeah. Um, I feel like there was a point where all three of our teams were basically the same. And now you're talking that you got Zaha in? Uh, that guy ain't never been considered for my team. Uh, I feel like I'm going to look and see a look at our teams and see how we how we compare. i tell you what I did do, Mikey, at the weekend is I made Zaha captain. That's where I lost all my points because I thought, oh, they're playing Southampton. I think it was Southampton at home. Um, and I thought, oh, yeah, I'll go a little bit rogue. I'll go a little bit, you know, bit of a differential. And uh, yeah, it didn't pay off. He, he got booked. And uh, yeah, you're on mute, Michael. So we, you're chatting away there, but we we can't hear you. I wasn't chatting. I was counting the nineteenth oh, right. highest, the nineteenth highest midfielder in fantasy football is Zaha. Nineteenth. He's the he's the ni- There are eighteen players that have more points than him this season on fantasy football. And Lee's gone. I'll captain that guy. That's my captain. Southampton, mate. What a maverick. Home. Oh, the Maverick, hey. you know, that's, it didn't pay off, did it? Um, up until oh, a couple of weeks it. ago, he was uh, top 10. And, he, you know, in terms of creativity, if you look at the creativity stats as well, he was like high, I think he was in, again, another top oh, 10. Nick, listen to this guy. Uh, actually, I think you're fine. Look at the <laughs> stats. Yeah, the, the ICT index, actually. I think you're fine. That's re- it's really, uh, he does really well. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about captaincies or anything because it's quite obvious. I think Haaland will be back and I'm going all in in Haaland. And I think a lot of other people will as well. So yeah, should we uh should we oh, should we do quick very very quickly winners and chumps? Yeah, uh, yeah man. Uh winner was me because you guys put on a wonderful time for me and I'm very happy. So thank you very much. Um more so Woods than Lee, but actually Woods is the planning, Lee did the drinking. So I think it did actually balance itself out. Exactly. I, that's, that's the way I looked at it, mate. I I thought well Woods has stepped up here. he's really produced the goods, everyone's loving life. But I feel like, you know, we just need to kick this party on a little bit. And here comes the party boy, mate. You know, I am literally Marcelo. Party boy, Lee Collard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Matt Jackson. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I've already got a line legacy- up here, mate. <laughs> the legacy continues, right? He's just uh, c- compounded it. Uh, Lee, Lee, cemented no longer. It, I think you were, is. cemented it. Yes, not compounded it. Uh, it's it's just uh, 
you know, the last one lasted 16 years. Uh, well, we uh, trying to work this out. So we'll be in our 50s uh, talking about. Do you remember that time where we went and played football in Barcelona and uh, Jackson <sighs> nutmegged Lee on, a, on a, an incredible run? To score a goal because obviously it will elaborate from from that's that the point. thing. It'll it will become, become mythical, it, won't it? It will become mythical. This mythical run where he he nutmegged Lee on his uh, this mazy run through. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, I try, try to think if I had a serious one or not. Um, but I didn't see any football this weekend because we were too busy in Barcelona. Okay. David De Gea pulled off a really good save, I, I, I think. Uh, right, that Pick, happens. Pickford pulled off a better one, but no one talks about that because David De Gea in it. What was Everton's result this weekend? Nil nil, Fulham. Who are they playing? Fulham. Oh. Which Pick, I, Pickford mate literally kept us in the in the game. He, like he pulled off some. Like, this is good news. Was, we we got a World Cup coming up apparently, and he, yeah. he's probably going to be starting. So and De Gea couldn't even get in the fifty-five man squad for for Spain. Who are the goalkeepers nice and, they've got? Nice and, nice and fresh for us, man. Who are the goalkeepers they've got in this team? They've got Sanchez for Brighton. I think they've got Rea from Brentford. And then I'd probably, I'm assuming they've got some Spanish guys from playing in, in Spain. Is it that's, is it Simon? Is he, is he the, the one that plays at Seville? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, I think of the French tennis player, Jules Simon. Who is this Simon guy? Definitely not goalkeeper for, for Spain. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't have a chumps. winner. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. let's, let's move on to chumps. Um, Lee Collard? No, you'd never be a chump, Lee. Never, I'll put myself down a as, a, as a debatable chump, but I'm going to give a it A debatable the chump. Uh, definitely not. Uh, again, I'm trying to scramble and think of uh, what happened in the football shall this Shall I help you out then? Yes, please. I, mean, I did have a. Like I said there was a debate between myself and this guy. I just for myself watching myself waddle around that football pitch, mate, was horrendous. It was a real wake up call to say, yeah, I think it's time to hang up the old boots. You know, I came off that pitch going to Rob. Yeah, I'm going to get back into football, man. I'm going to, I'm going to go and you know join the culture league when I move back home. And then after watching that video, it's like no fucking way. I looked fucking woeful. Um, however, not as woeful as this guy. That's right. Uh, Diego Costa is is what 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 are you thinking, mate? You've you've come into the Premier League and let's 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 get it right. You know, he came in after not playing football for a year. So he was not exactly going to be tearing it up, was he? But not only has he done square root of fuck all, he literally then proceeds to get himself sent off in only the way Diego Costa can get sent off. Um, petulant stupidity. So yeah, my trump was Diego Costa. Oh. Diego Costa's fortunate that VAR didn't exist the last time he was on these shores. Um, yes. It, 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 someone, someone uh, yeah, that's a pretty good one. Liverpool lost though, didn't they? So, um, uh, that was consecutive weeks. They lost to Forest. Yeah, Forest And away. then lost to Leeds. Is that, it, am I right? That was 20th and 19th in the league at, that, at those times as well. It's got to be close, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's, 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 it's Liverpool. Um, it's Liverpool. Okay, Mikey. Yeah, um, I uh, <laughs> Graham Potter. Ah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> look at he's, he's been waiting for this. He's like, yeah, I have, I have been waiting for this. Uh, like I said, I, I'm, uh, I, 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 I believe in the guy. I, mean, I think, I think any criticism of his is, is mostly unfounded, to be honest with you. But, um, mate, your old team turn up, turn you over. 
start. It is questionable look. playing Sterling and Pulisic as wing backs. Yeah, it's not a great look, mate. It's not a great look. It really isn't. I mean, I'm I'm a lover of Potter, but you know, you know, there's been a Maverick, and then there's there's being that, and I'm not too sure that was the right move. Also, by the way, Sterling, mate, it's fucking shit. Honestly, the fellow arrived at the bridge thinking he's fucking Pele. And honestly, mate, he's garbage. The guy is garbage. He ain't got a creative bone in his body. He got lucky that he was in a pep system. Guys, the guy's stealing a living, mate. Honestly, he's shit. He scored last night. <laughs> I love matter, how Woods has got defended. Mate, Woods, you know if he was playing for any other club, you'd be straight on that as well. Oh, look, I, I, I'm, I'm not a big Sterling fan. Um, he's a... He's a penalty box finisher, isn't he? He's a bit of a fox in the box more than a creative. He's a Franny Jeffers, is that what he is? He's more than the Franny Jeffers I know. <laughs> Franny Jeffers, I mean, how quickly did he fall off after leaving you lot? Well, yeah, he got dubbed fox in the box and then literally was no longer a fox. Wenger ponied up, what, how much for him? Eight mil. Eight million, I'm sure it was eight million. Yeah. Utterly mental. What the hell? Don't try and deflect, mate. Don't try and deflect. Oh look, I mean, yeah, it's his his return's been okay, but he's never been a scintillating footballer, has he? Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a And on that note. Yeah, go on then. Wind us down then, Mikey. Thank you for listening. You can find us everywhere. Goodbye. There's a there's a quick one. Very good. Usually it's yeah, like it's easy, so, yeah. so so you can hear us on pod or two halves. No, they've already fucking listened to us. They know where they can hear <laughs> us. Otherwise, how would they find us? Um, just right, review us. Yeah, send us send us to your pals. You know, give us a like. Go and check whatever. out. Go and well, check follow. out Woods. Check out Woods's tweet and see and make make a call for yourself. It was a true nutmeg from Matt Jackson. <laughs> you need to put a poll upwards. I should put a poll. Is this a nutmeg? Yes or no? <laughs> do you know what I tried to do as well to try and I, I put I, I looked up definition of nutmeg and I was not getting the answers that I wanted, so I could no longer put the definition up. <laughs> In my head, these definitions are wrong. They're wrong. Definition is, is wrong. It You've got to touch the ball on the other side. Put the ball through the legs and you go around and get it on the other side. At worst, it reaches an opponent. It reaches like you know one of your own players and not the opponent, which is what happened. In- if it helps, if that's the definition, if if the definition of nutmeg is just putting it through the legs, I Meg Jackson in that game as well. You can find it on the video. And you you done a Meg as well, didn't you, Yakobo? Yeah, yeah. No, I I I got both brother-in-laws in, in one fell swoop. Nice, because uh, yeah, you also tried I, to uh, cream him as well, if I remember rightly. Oh, that I felt genuinely really bad at that point. And then I realised that my foot felt like it was broken. Um, yeah, but you, you ploughed on me, eh? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the good news is I don't touch wood. Don't think my foot is broken. Um, but yeah, kicking a man's knee. Um, I didn't expect him to to, to slide in. That, that's that's what caught me out. Yeah, fair enough. You should definitely play though, Lee. I, I feel you've still got something to give. No, they... you wor- you, if you if you're watching that and worrying about basically, like I, the other day, I, I was at a park and uh, a team were trotting out Saturday, and I looked at them and then like there wasn't an athlete there. 
You, on the other hand, mate, I'm, mate, there's there's no athleticism about me, mate. I was I was waddling around in that pitch in my tight-fitting Everton shirt, mate, which everyone was quite commenting on because they knew it was tight and I knew it was tight. And then I came back off that weekend, and the first thing I said to my missus was, "That's it, I'm dieting. That is it." And that's literally what I've been doing: dieting and and doing all sorts of uh, sports, including a bit of swimming today. But yeah, on that note. Should we uh, look to wrap things up and say goodbye? Yeah. Arrivederci. Adios. Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.